Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Brooke Sellis, and we're going to go behind the scenes on how we develop shows at Social Media Examiner. And Brooke is actually going to interview me. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. If you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Brooke Sellis. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Brooke Sellis. If you don't know who Brooke is, she is the founder and CEO of B Squared Media, an agency that helps brands connect, converse, and convert on social media. Her book is called Conversations That Connect. Today, Brooke and I are going to explore what goes into developing shows at Social Media Examiner, and Brooke will be interviewing me. Welcome to the show, Brooke. How are you doing today? Uh, hi, I'm so excited to be here, and I'm a little bit nervous to interview you, just a little bit. Oh, heck, come on. You're a pro, so <laughs> take it away. So I guess first questions first. We're on the podcast. People are listening or watching the show. How do these shows work into your overall content strategy? Like, how does that work? Give us the behind the scenes. Well, we have been doing podcasts since the year 2012. And I, the very first show that I did was the social media marketing podcast. And we're both, for those that are watching YouTube, handling controls at the same time, which is always a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, the very first show was the social media marketing podcast. And since then, we've got a lot more shows. And the strategy here is I believe, and I still believe that long form spoken media is really, really important. As of recording this in 2023, short form content is all the rave. You know, we've got 15, 30, 60 second videos across Instagram, YouTube shorts, TikTok, Twitter, all LinkedIn, all these platforms are typically moving towards short form content. But I'm a believer that there are still people out there who are craving content that goes beyond 60 seconds, that goes beyond 15 seconds. And the truth of the matter is from a marketing perspective, how much value can you truly add in such a short period of time? It's kind of difficult, right? So we are a long form media company and there's always space for this linear media that we're talking about today, which is spoken media that is specifically done in interviews. And the reason why we think it's valuable is because there are people out there that learn in different kinds of ways. A lot of people like me prefer to listen or watch content rather than read content. Maybe because some of us are dyslexic in the case of me, maybe because we don't have our eyes available because we're on the go to watch a video, 
but we are willing to listen when we're out running or when we're at the gym or we're driving the car or we're doing boring tasks like cleaning the dishes or even showering for that matter, right? There are people that always want to learn. And as a result, there's a place for this. And the strategy for us at Social Media Examiner, having done this for more than a decade, is to really find high quality guests like you, Brooke, and to, you know, go out there first. It's a discovery process where we go out and we find people that we think are good. We put them through our own internal vetting process, and then we invite them to come on the show. Not everyone says yes. Most of them do. And in the beginning, it was harder. Now it's much easier because we've got a platform where well-known. We specifically work very carefully with these guests to try to create content that is attractive to an audience. And it's not just an interview, as you know, Brooke. We don't just show up and just randomly throw questions at people. We really work to engineer high-quality content, and we can dig in on any of this kind of stuff. But really, the, the strategy here is to not just say yes to anyone, but to find very specific people, make sure that they have that deep bench of knowledge so that we can work collaboratively to develop an original piece of content, and then as we're doing this, there are ulterior objectives that we are doing here at Social Media Examiner. When we get people on the show, we work really hard to try to develop relationships with these individuals. And anybody who's had a podcast that's been around for a while understands the deep relationship that you can build when you spend time with someone. For example, we typically have a 45-minute pre-call with every guest before we actually interview them. And we do this, and it doesn't matter if it's Robert Cialdini or it's Gary Vaynerchuk or it's Seth Godin. We have these pre-calls with them because we know, well, I'm a Boy Scout, first of all, and I believe in being prepared. Okay, that's the Boy Scout model, right? <laughs> but I believe that if I can work collaboratively with a person to try to align their area of expertise with who our audience is and kind of brainstorm topics that they're excited to talk about so that I can actually present them to our audience in a way that is super valuable for both social media examiner, social media examiner's audience and the guest, it always results in a better, better piece of output. And that requires work. And I, I learned later in life that this is how Oprah Winfrey does what she does. She works very collaboratively with her guests before they ever show up on camera back in the day when she used to have her show. And that results in higher quality content, which is a win, win, win for everyone, the audience, the guest, and the company slash host. Can I sneak in and just say, yeah, like it's absolutely true. So you first interviewed me almost a year ago. It was June of last year. And during our pre-call, not only did we go over our questions, Mike was helping me set up my mic to sound the best. He was telling me how to position myself to wear headphones. Like it's not just like it. And that was what built the relationship for me, right? Because I could tell you really cared about me sounding good and the production of the show. And I just thought it was, it was excellent. And then I feel like our show was excellent, but it was because of the pre-interview. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I don't just do that kind of work when I'm in the pre-interview. I also, I also ask them at the end of the interview, something kind of interesting. I say to them, Hey, is there anything you want to ask me related to this or not related to this. And then I'll be quiet and I'll let them just ask me questions. And a lot of times some of them, they'll be like, yeah, you know, I, I'm actually thinking about starting a podcast. Can you tell me more? And I start collaborating with them or, you know, they'll ask me about how we do things at social media examiner, or sometimes they'll say I could use some advice on some stuff. 
as a seasoned entrepreneur, what are your thoughts about this out of the other thing? And what ends up happening is I end up spending sometimes an extra hour with them, just speaking into them and sharing with them insights that I've seen having interviewed probably over a thousand people now across all the other shows. You know what I mean? And they find that really, really valuable. Now, why do I do that? Well, first of all, like Brooke said, I want them to look great. I want them to sound great. I want them to have the desired outcome that they want from being on this show. Many people that come on this show have got a new product or a new book, or they desire to be more well-known. So me just giving them a little bit of coaching and a little bit of insights sometimes can be very valuable to them. And that also strengthens the relationship because in the end, relationships are what it's all about, right? Mm -hmm. And once I get to know these people, the next time they're on the show and we actually do the interview, I ask them again, and it's usually a week later, hey, you wanna talk about what we talked about last week? Sure, and then I get more time with them. And what ends up happening is we get to know each other and we become friends. And when you become friends with someone, they will do things with you or for you down the road that they might not normally do. And I don't do this to get them to do things with me or for me. I really do do this to create great content. But I also am in the back of my head, I'm thinking about what the business objectives I have at Social Media Examiner. You know, for example, we've got the Social Media Marketing Society, and I know that we have opportunities for people to speak there. So sometimes I'll ask people, do you desire to speak, right? And then if they had a great interview, I might invite them to come speak there. Or I might invite them to come speak inside of our conference at Social Media Marketing World. You know exactly how I do what I do, Brooke. But it doesn't come across as weird or creepy because I don't need everyone to say yes, you know. And, right. And in the end, hopefully I've given them something extremely valuable. Wait, so can I ask everyone, with everyone listening or watching, is that how I got picked to speak at Social Media Marketing World this year was because of our interview together? Brooke, that's how 100% of speakers get picked. Y'all, that's write that down. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, because think about it. First of all, most of the people that speak at Social Media Marketing World could be keynoting at other events, right? And what we do uniquely at Social Media Marketing World is we have no application process. It's 100% recruitment. So you could argue that everyone who's a guest on my podcast is kind of auditioning, if you will, for the possibility of speaking at my conference because that's where our business model is, right? You know, that's how we actually keep the lights on at night. So yes, Brooke, that was a direct correlation, right? But I don't normally talk about that publicly. You got that out of me. That's really cool. <laughs> but you know, the other, the other side of it is that it's not just me getting people on the show so I can get them to speak. I mean, it really is first and foremost about developing really rich content that will have a loyal audience that wants to listen every single week, because then I can advertise to that audience, the conference. Does that make sense? Now, it also helps if the people that are at the conference are familiar voices, right? And familiar names to the audience. Yeah. Because then will people will be like, oh, I know half those people because I've listened to Mike's show and they were on the show and I want to learn more from them. But I will tell you, I don't ever tell my guests to hold back. When I'm working with them, I coach them to provide the best valuable content, full stop. And then a couple of the little things. Sometimes we do other things. Sometimes we have other shows, right? Like we have, we'll talk about some of those other shows. But some of the people that are on this show might end up working with us on some of the other shows that we do. Because it's really 
relationship marketing is at its core, right? And a lot of times the people that are on this show might know someone else that might be valuable for us to get on our other shows. Yeah. So that's kind of it. And then, you know, we can talk about like what we do with the content and all that other kind of stuff. But, but yeah, that's kind of like the strategy at a macro level, you know, it's relationship building, but nobody sees that from the outside. One of the advantages you should keep in mind is that when you listen to my guests, they generally feel really relaxed because they know me by the time we do the interview. Yeah, I can attest to that. That's absolutely true. Well, so you kind of touched on content. And I think if someone is listening or watching, they know that you have a very large presence, right? They, I'm sure, know that you have a very large audience, but you also have large audiences in different parts, right? Just like you said, people like to consume content differently and you have to meet them where they are. So what is your strategy or what does it look like to, you know, create the content and then distribute the content and then analyze how the content did? What does that look like for a social media examiner? Well, this is the crazy part. There are some people that are consuming this content in written form only. Wow. So we make articles out of every one of these and we don't, they don't even look like a podcast. They're actually written by a writer that we reverse engineer the key points and we make an actual article out of it. And when you go to social media examiner, you'll see a big, beautiful graphic we create for every article. And then it'll tiny say this article was co-created with Michael Stelzner and Brooke Salas, for example. Wow. Right? And then it's not till you get to the end of it that you realize you can consume this in audio and video form. So that's, our big audience are readers, right? We have over 400,000 people on our email newsletter. For them, they don't actually necessarily listen or watch content, they prefer to read. So we structure these interviews in such a way that they can be reverse engineered into articles, which is really kind of engineered from the get-go to be that way. That's why when you listen to my interviews, often you'll hear me say, okay, what's the first part? What's the second part? What's the third part? Because I coach my guests to kind of break it into sections so that as someone learns, they can realize we're breaking it down into subsections and it's not just a free flow. There's actually structure to it because I'm thinking about the different mediums in which we're producing content. So the first shocker for those that are watching or listening is that we create these articles out of it. The other thing that people that listen to the audio podcast may not realize at all is that we also are recording this in video right now for the YouTube channel. And there are YouTube watchers that are like, duh, that's the only way I watch you. <laughs> but there's a much larger audience that's listening to this on Apple, Spotify, Google, or Amazon Music, or wherever they get their, their favorite podcasts. That is the really, really, really big audience that consumes this stuff. And it gets downloaded to their phone, you know, automatically, if you will. So when we create this content, we are filming it in video and we are creating it video first with the idea that we're going to extract the audio out of it and we're going to create an audio podcast. And then we're also going to create an article of it. And it's a pretty complicated process that requires typically a three to four week lead time. So this is part of the reason why this show doesn't cover hot news topics because there's a production schedule and we've got a lot of players involved that, that edit the videos, that edit the audio, that create the articles, that get the graphics done. I mean, all this kind of work, it's a lot of work that goes into creating this, but we only have to record it once. And from this comes everything. That's a smart content strategy for those of you who are listening or watching because, right, it's it kind of follows like that touch it once mentality. I don't know if anybody's heard of that, but 
if you want to be more efficient, the idea is to only touch something once. So if we only have to touch this part once, obviously, then that makes it a lot easier and more efficient for the production things to happen on the back end, right? Correct. So feeding off of that, how do you analyze content? Like, how do you know when something's successful or not successful? And what do you do with that information? Okay, well, first of all, before we talk about analyzing, we should probably talk about how we kind of get the word out about it because we didn't touch on that. You might feel like we did, but we actually didn't. So what we do is we create little 60 second video clips from the highlight from like we find the money quote in the interview. Yes. Right. Which requires work. And then we actually create a cool little video that we post on Twitter that will kind of allow the guest, if you will, to retweet that and instantly get that little clip of that video out on their social platforms, if you will, to promote their appearance on the show. And for those that aren't watching, our brand is kind of embedded here into the show. So it's obvious that this is the social media marketing podcast. We also put little baked in kind of closed captioning into the video so that for anyone who's watching it with their audio off, they can get the essence of what's happening. In addition, we promote the article in, we send out three newsletters a week. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. On Monday, we'll promote the article as just another piece of written content. But on Friday, we'll promote it as an actual podcast. So, because again, we know some people are readers and some people are interested in the multimedia content. So that's kind of the way we get the word out. Some platforms are better than others as far as promoting things, but generally speaking, we try not to link out to the various sources like YouTube and all that stuff. Because one thing we know about social media is they want to keep people on the platform. So we're generally not doing that. And as far as the analysis goes, this is where it gets kind of intriguing. In the podcast world, it's very easy to analyze because Apple and Spotify provide you really good retention analytics, which show you whether or not people stick, right? They show this kind of drop off that, that people are familiar with on YouTube. And you can very easily see with Apple and Spotify, the number of listens, the completion rate and the drop-offs. And that's a really good sign as to whether or not the show flow was strong or not. So if the show flow was weak, you can see obvious areas where people drop off, which typically means the guests went off on some crazy tangent, or I brought them down a rabbit trail that our audience could care less about, right? On the YouTube side of things, YouTube recently introduced podcasting as a new function. So you can create a playlist on YouTube and you can determine it that it's a podcast. And then what that allows you to do is it allows you to see analytics across the entire show. That's awesome. Not just across individual videos, right? And this is brand new data that we're still beginning to wrap our heads around. And then as far as articles, you look at time on site is typically the metric that matters or views because this is where it gets really intriguing. When it comes to YouTube, and when it comes to the written word, there is no quote unquote way to subscribe to podcasts. Like you cannot subscribe to a podcast on YouTube unless you subscribe to a channel exclusively designed for that podcast. Right. But the social media examiner channel has lots of podcasts on it. And there really isn't yet a way for us to quote unquote, allow people to subscribe to that. So it is kind of, we're at the mercy of the algorithms when it comes to the YouTube side of things. And when it comes to the article side of things, it's kind of Google slash YouTube's discretion to decide whether or not to go out and find an audience for that content. So it's kind of a crapshoot, but the audio side of it, it's exceptionally consistent. I was recently at social media marketing world, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. 
A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. So you have all these different shows. You have all these formats happening, all of this production and content going into things. How do you, or do you try to, I'm assuming the answer is yes, attract different audiences based on the shows or because it's all kind of surrounding social media, it's all targeted towards social media people? Well, we have four shows, which might be a surprise to people, but we do have four shows. We're going to talk about the fourth show here in a few minutes, but we've got the social media marketing podcast and that is the largest show and that's targeting marketers from all over the world, right? Anyone who is interested in everything from creators, right? Which are, in my mind, video folk, audio folk, written word folk, you know, people that are creating any kind of content to entrepreneurs, right? Small business owners, agency owners, to the marketing community, which is the biggest audience, right? These are people that work for a business they don't own and their their job is to do the marketing, right? That's the biggest audience. So this show is designed to be a 45 minute deep dive. So this show is designed to be kind of the education show. And I've had people tell me, hey, I listen to your show every day, which kind of surprises me because it's only once a week, right? But what they're doing is they're actually using it as their professional development training and they're just downloading years worth of episodes and they're listening one per day. So that's what the purpose of this show is. This show is designed to bring you tactical tips on the social platforms. Sometimes we will cover things that don't have anything to do with the social platforms like persuasion or neuroscience or email marketing, which are all things that marketers are interested in, but are not necessarily only applicable to social media. The other show is the social media marketing talk show, which I started many years ago and now is hosted by Jerry Potter. Now that show is very different because that show is a live show that's typically 15 to 20 minutes. And that show comes out every Friday and it like one week we'll cover TikTok. The next week will be YouTube. The next week will be Instagram. And really what we cover is just the news since the last time we covered that topic. So for example, if we just did YouTube, then maybe about a month later, we'll do YouTube again. And we'll just cover all the things that have you've missed that are features that are that matter. Right. And that show is very popular, but that show is targeting the marketers who want to keep on the leading edge of the changes that are happening with the social platforms. And it's very much a show where we bring a guest on to cover specifically, hey, Facebook just did this, or hey, TikTok just did this. What does this mean? Right? Should we pay attention to this? And it's very much like the the like first, first reaction to the news. Then I have another show 
which I host called the Web3 Business Podcast, which might be a surprise to some people listening. But that show covers the next frontier, which is not AI as much as it's more like decentralized media, non-fungible tokens, NFTs, metaverse, decentralized autonomous organizations. And some of these things might even not be familiar to a lot of people, but it's covering business models of how the blockchain and Web3 is altering the way we do business. And on that show, I bring on successful project founders that have, and even sometimes not successful project founders, but we, we dig deep into like, what have you learned about community development in this new world? What have you learned about like uh, monetization opportunities? And, and it is definitely an, a small show, but definitely the next frontier. And that show is also a 45 minute deep dive. And that show we do publish as an article on social media examiner, but the talk show is not published as an article. The talk show is actually broadcast live on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And then it's edited into an audio podcast that goes on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So kind of different shows for different folks. That's kind of what we're doing. Well, you just covered three of the shows, but as you mentioned, there are four current shows. So why the fourth show? What is it? And why did you decide to do it now? Well, and this is where we, we're flipping the script, right, Brooke? So I would love you. Oh, no, actually, we're not flipping the script yet, are we? Okay. No, not yet. <laughs> okay. It's like, all right. All right. No, we're not flipping the script. Okay. You're right. You're right. Okay. See, I'm not used to like asking. I it. know. Yeah. Folks, this is a work in progress. Okay. So here's what happened with the new show. We decided to launch a, a fourth show. And the short version of the story is Social Media Marketing World had its 10th anniversary recently. And it would have been our 11th anniversary if it wasn't for the world shutting down. And many of the marketers that have been coming to this show for a long time, this conference, essentially grew up. You know, they started many, many years ago. And now many of them have gone on to bigger things like starting their own company, starting their own agency or consultancy. And I heard a lot of feedback from people that were there. Hey, we want more content designed for us, for the agency owners, for the agency marketers, because we deal with different kinds of problems that are happening here at Social Media Marketing World. So after hearing, because what I do at Social Media Marketing World is I speak to hundreds of people. That's other than my keynote, I just talk to people and I try to really understand kind of where they're at. And many of them line up and want to talk to me. And I ended up writing something in our Facebook group a couple of days after Social Media Marketing World. And I kind of said, hey, folks, first of all, we wouldn't be here as a company if it wasn't for you deciding to trek to San Diego and support this conference. And it was legit because we would not be here if it wasn't for this conference, because this is the main way that we pay the bills. And in the middle of that, that letter, I, I said, hey, we hear you. We have an opportunity to improve. And I would love to create more content for specifically marketers that work at agencies and brands at Social Media Marketing World next year. And I said, that was something we were gonna work on. Then I went back and I got a crazy idea. And I gotta tell you, Social Media Examiner was a crazy idea. Social Media Marketing Podcast was a crazy idea. Social Media Marketing World was a crazy idea. Social Media Marketing Society was a crazy idea. All things start with crazy ideas. And not all ideas work. They're experiments, right? And if they don't work, they don't work. If they do work, they can be huge. So here was my idea. 
How can we send a signal to the world that we are for the marketing agency folk? What could we do that would be over the top? You know, that would be like, wow, these guys are really for us, right? That's what they would say. So what I decided to do was start a brand new show called the Marketing Agency Show. Shockingly, there are very few podcasts out there that are specifically by marketing agencies and for marketing agencies. And we're going to, some of you are starting to connect the synapses in your brain a little bit as to why Brooke is here. But what I did was I went to ChatGPT and I said, create me a awesome podcast host job description in the voice of Michael Stelzner for social media examiner, host of the social media marketing podcast. And it created this killer job description. And I modified it a little bit and I used ChatGPT4, I believe, to do this. Then what I did was I posted it inside the Facebook group, the very same Facebook group that I said, we heard you. And I, I put the graphic up there and I said, exciting, we're hiring a brand new host. And, and then the comments was the link. Then I decided to email only those who attended Social Media Marketing World. And I pretty much took a smaller version of that. And that email landed in Brooks' inbox which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But all I did was I only promoted this to those who were at Social Media Marketing World and who were Social Media Marketing World customers for this year. And I said to myself, you know, these are the people that amongst them is someone who could be the host of this show. Brooke, it was crazy. We had almost 40 applicants, many of whom, if I mentioned their names, most of our audience would know who they are. I was like gobstopped at the interest in this. And so we started with 38 applications and we ended up narrowing it down to about six. And then I decided to go to two of my employees, Lisa, who heads up our editorial department and my assistant, Jen, who does all the vetting for all the guests that get on my show. And I asked them to actually narrow it down further. They narrowed it down to four and then to three. And they conducted interviews with all three of these individuals. And they brought back finalists to me. And there was one person who was presented to me as the finalist and her name was Brooke Sellis. So <gasps> Brooke, <laughs> Brooke, now I want you to share what happened, you know, like from your perspective, Yeah. because obviously we did an interview and stuff, but like, take us back. Like, how did you, when you got the email in your inbox, what were you thinking? Tell us about the process that you went through to actually get interviewed. Yeah. So obviously I attended social media marketing world this year and thank goodness you decided to send an e email and not just put it on Facebook because I don't use Facebook personally. So I get this email in my inbox and I'm like, huh, this is so cool. Like, obviously I love agency content. I'm going to throw my name in the ring. You know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put an application in, not thinking I would get it or anything of it. Right. Just thinking like, it sounds fun. Let's just, why not? So then I get an email. I, I want to say it was really quick. It was like, might have been. Well, and explain the process. Like, how did, how did it work? Like, did you just have to click a button or was there more to it? No, I had to go fill out like this whole application. It was like an intake form, you know, and like talk about, you know, me, my agency experience, any sort of podcasting experience. Why did I think I would be a good host for this show? And I think I literally just wrote because I think it would be fun. And fun was in all capital letters. And I put a smiley face after it. Like that was, And that was the truth. Well, and I'm going to tell you, Brooke 
I think spent a lot of time on her application because it was very well thought out. We were asking very detailed questions because we wanted to assess number one, what's their background on the agency side of things? And number two, do they have the skills to be able to actually host a show? Right. And then why were they interested in this? And Brooke was astutely aware of the benefits of potentially for her and for social media examiner, if we were to work together and she made that very clear in her application process. Oh yeah. Should I tell that part? Like, are you okay with me telling that part? I mean, I don't care. (laughs) So again, I had an interview with Mike a year ago, almost about my new book at the time that was coming out. And I was on the podcast. The podcast came out. It was great. And I started to get leads, like people going to my website and filling out like a, I want a free consultation with Brooke form and signing up. And I closed a lot of that business. So for me, you know, again, not knowing that this was all going to end up here, like it opened up my mind, like, wow, interviewing on podcasts with the right energy aimed at the right audience with super valuable, helpful content from me could lead to business, which it did. So I think that was part of what I put in the application. Like, hey, I know how big this is because like I'm still I'm still getting leads today, almost a year later from that interview that I did so long ago. So I knew it could be valuable for both sides. So I filled up the app. I, I got an email Again, I think it was like a week. It was like short time later that said like, congratulations, you've made it to the next round. We need to set up an interview with Lisa and Jen. And then I got nervous (laughs) because I was like, wait a minute. I never thought I was going to even like, you know, like, thanks so much for your application, but no thanks. So uh, I went on the interview with Lisa and Jen. And it was funny because, you know, they were asking like very serious, very, you know, deep questions. But we just giggled a lot and I think we had fun with it. And I just, you know, I just was authentically me. I told the truth. I didn't try to shy away from anything I didn't know or I didn't think I could do or things that I hate. And I thought it went really well. So then all of a sudden I went from like, I don't think I'm going to get this to, oh my God, I might actually get this. (laughs) So then uh, another week passes and I get another email. Congrats. You're a finalist. Now you have to interview with Mike. And that was also a roller coaster because obviously, you know, we all know Mike, or if you're familiar with the social media examiner brand, you know, Mike and, and being to social media marketing world for so many years and reading your content and listening to your shows. It's a little bit nerve wracking, right? To have Mike Stelzner interviewing you. So uh, again, I just tried to be myself. I tried not to be nervous. I tried to just answer questions in the way that I could. And like an hour and a half-ish into the interview, I think you said, can I be honest with you or something like that? And I was like, oh no. (laughs) And you're like, I think you should host this show. And then I just... I don't even remember the rest. It was like I went blank and the rest was like a huge smile with rainbows and unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. Well, so folks, what we know so far is that Brooke Sellis is hosting this brand new show called The Marketing Agency Show. And what I would like to do before I ask you what it's about is I'd like to ask you to tell everybody, what did you decide to do? Because a few days later, it was going to be your birthday, right? So what did you decide to do to let everyone know? And what was the reaction from people? Yeah. So this happens literally a few days before my birthday. So I decided to make a birthday post on LinkedIn saying, you know, I just got the best gift from social media examiner and Mike Stelzner. 
I'm going to be the host of the new marketing agency show produced by Social Media Examiner. And people went nuts. I looked at it today, actually, and I have like over 2,600 views of the post. I have like almost 50 comments. I have, you know, almost 100 reactions on the post. It might be one of my best performing posts ever. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, hey, it's, you know, here's another thing. Some of the people who applied actually DM'd me on the side on LinkedIn and they were like, hey, congrats. I went out for the show, too. Oh, and I was like, oh man, you would have been great. Sorry. <laughs> well, and, and what kind of private messages were you getting from people and your mastermind and stuff? Like what was the reaction that maybe people weren't saying publicly about this opportunity? Yeah, well, I had to keep it quiet, right? In the beginning, but I did tell my mastermind group because there was a couple of people in there that I wanted to interview and they were floored. They were so excited. They even sent me emails after we hung up from our mastermind, like saying like, congrats again. Like, I think everybody was like truly excited, which feels good because that's what I feel. So if other people are feeling what I'm feeling, it's a good feeling about what's to come, right? Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody what the show is all about and who it's for? So it's for agency owners, agency marketers, right? People like me who've been doing this for, well, I've been doing it for a long time. Some people may not, which is even better. Because we want to talk about the subjects that nobody else is talking about, right? So most people don't want to talk about pulling back the curtain on how they run the business. Like, how did they actually get to where they are? How did they scale? How did they fail and make it through so that they could continue to grow, right? So I want to talk about the good stuff, like the the stuff that really will help you that nobody else talks about. Because I know almost every year in my own agency, I say, I wish there was a manual for this because it's so hard and you can't really find articles written about the nitty gritty, right? I have those conversations in the background in private with some other owners or with my mastermind, but none of that is public. And I want to bring it to the forefront and make it public. So what are some of the things you're going to be covering other than The good, what is the good stuff? (laughs) The good stuff. One of my guests will be talking about how to downsize gracefully. Like, what do you do when you need to downsize? Whether it's a personal decision or a professional decision or you're forced into it, how does that look? And how do you do it gracefully, right? One of the topics is, you know, a agency owner who's considering replacing some of his headcount, some of his team because of AI and some of the things they're doing with AI. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's going to come up there and say like, hey, yeah, we're going to. Everybody's thinking about it, but nobody's talking about it. Exactly. Right? We're all thinking it, but nobody's talking about it. And that's exactly the kind of topics that I want. So again, we want to talk about those things that people are secretly whispering about, but not talking about publicly. I just want to bring it to the forefront. So, you know, the guests that we do have on the show will be willing to pull that curtain back and show, you know, don't look at the man behind the curtain from the Wizard of Oz. I want to see the man behind the curtain, essentially. Okay. So how's it feel to actually have a show that's your own show? Because you've been on other shows where you've been a co-host, right? But how does it feel to actually have a show that's really 100% you? It's so much fun. Like, it's so much easier, too. I, You know, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, here's a little tidbit for you. I think a lot of us, and this is what I've done, so it's this is from personal experience, you get nervous 
about being the only person. So you partner with someone, right? Because that seems easier. You, it just doesn't seem as hard, right? It's not all on you. But really what I've discovered in starting to record the marketing agency show is that it's so much easier and so much more fun when it's just you and a guest. And so I am super duper excited and just excited for you to hear some of the stories that I've already heard. I mean, people are really willing to open up, which is shocking to me, but so good because I know that you're going to just eat this information up with a spoon. (laughs) Okay. If people want to subscribe to the show, where do they find it? So you need to go to Social Media Examiner's YouTube channel, which is at SM Examiner. Or just listen in wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and make sure you add it to your library so that you don't miss a show. Yeah. And the name of the show is Marketing Agency Show. And for those of you that maybe are listening to this for the first time, it's really important when you find a new podcast, especially in your favorite apps, to click the little follow button because that will allow your podcast app of choice to automatically download the new episodes for you for whenever you want to watch the show. Brooke, I'm super excited to see where you're going to go with this show. It's formally launching on the last day of May, 2023, May 31st. So for those of you that are listening in the future, after the launch, just, you know, if you go to our YouTube channel, you're going to see a playlist kind of, well, a podcast and not called a podcast. You'll see the marketing agency podcast list there. And then, of course, you can search anywhere. And then and maybe eventually we'll, we'll do articles out of this. We haven't decided. But for now, we're going with what we call minimum viable product launch, right? Which is, this isn't really a product. It's a media launch, right? But this is only going to be available in the beginning in audio and video form. So I can't wait to see what happens. And folks, we would love to hear from you. Brooke, why don't you tell everybody the best place for people to reach out to you on the socials if they want to connect with you? Well, I've got my Twitter handle up on the screen, but I'm not on Twitter quite as much these days. (laughs) Hopefully I'll be back again soon. So look for me on LinkedIn. You could just search Brooke Sellis. I think I'm the only Brooke Sellis out there and make a connection request. And don't forget to, you know, leave me a note when you make that request and just say something like, hey, I'm a fan of the marketing agency show or whatever it is so that I can connect with you and start the conversation. Or tell her that you heard her on uh, the social media marketing podcast, right? And for those that aren't watching the video uh, on Twitter, it's Brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E-S-E-L-L-A-S, all in one word. And if you look her up, obviously on on LinkedIn, it's just Brooke is with an E on the end because most people probably don't realize there's an E on the end of it, right? It's a silent E. <laughs> it's a silent E. Yeah. You could just Google Brooke Sellis and honestly find me wherever I am. <laughs> All right, Brooke. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for letting me interview you. That was fun. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 566. And if you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company 
or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.